Hey everyone, it is Wednesday and that means we bring back Matt, the mortgage guy. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How you doing? Doing very well. So I think one thing we forgot to do in one of your first videos, so shame on me, is let's break down what a mortgage broker is, how you get paid and how you differ from a bank, right? A lot of people watching this, whether it's a first time owner, first time investor, they're like, when do I go to Matt? When do I go to a bank? How does Matt get paid? Do I pay Matt? Blah, 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 blah. So let's break that down in one video so we could just share that. So where do you want to start? Sure. Well, first off, we can talk about how I get paid because a lot of people, um, even to come in and have a consultation, what do I owe you and how much is the fee for that? Um, the first thing I'll say is never, ever, ever should you pay any professional for advice, for an appointment, for getting pre-approved. Um, there was a couple of online lenders, and I actually heard of it recently, um, that took some sort of deposit. Hmm. And um, someone's doing a refinance and they sent a deposit, which was, I can't remember what the lender called it, but don't ever do that. Um, the, the way I get paid is when I send your loan to United Wholesale Mortgage, or I send it to Home Point, or I send it to Sierra Pacific, they're sending me uh, a fee to send them the loan. And so as a consumer, you're not paying me anything directly, kind of like happens when you use a real estate agent. You know, the seller is paying both agents. As a buyer, you're not writing a check to your real estate agent. And, um, you know, as a broker, one of the laws that got put into place is I've got to have my compensation set the same with every single lender. So if I'm set at 1.75% or two and a quarter percent of, you know, comp from that lender, it's the same no matter what. So I'm only shopping in your best interest and finding you the best loan. I'm not steered to one lender because I'm going to get paid more from them than another lender. I'm just taking Michael Zuber's scenario, his credit score, his down payment and saying, where can I get you the best loan? Yeah. And again, folks, this is something that is really, really different. Uh, you may have seen the movie, The Big Short. Uh, if you haven't, don't worry about it. I lived through this environment and I was using mortgage brokers back in 04, 05, 06. And it was very clear that during that cycle, they were steering me to different um, providers because their personal compensation was different. I can tell you that because they told me after the fact. Uh, I know for a fact that if a couple of my first loans I would put in were solid, and then I was put into toxic loans because I didn't know any better. And that mortgage broker made a killing on those. And, you know, basically they were feeding Wall Street, just like the movie talked about. So one of the laws coming out of the crash was a big slap in the hands of the mortgage broker industry. And now the comp is equal, no matter who, who you are uh, bringing it to. Is that, that's right. what you're saying? Exactly. And I think it wor it's worth mentioning that no matter who you use in lending, these rules apply to direct lenders, to banks, to mortgage brokers. They, they can't steer you in a certain direction to get paid more. They can't charge you on the front end and get paid on the back end. There's just none of that is allowed. And so really in 2020, as a consumer, you're in a good spot. There's yeah. not only really great loans out there, but there's a lot of stuff in place to make it um, really hard to get screwed over, honestly. Yeah, the shady practices that weren't, they were frankly celebrated, as you saw in the movie, bragged about is, uh, doesn't happen today. At least I haven't seen it. And, and I'm in the mortgage market all the time as a 
user of mortgages, not a broker by any means. Uh, so that that's good. And again, the consumer, the borrower doesn't pay you a dime. Nope, not a dime. Not a dime. Awesome. And again, you shared this in one of the last videos. Uh, if you are going to run somebody's credit, you eat that. Again, the consumer pays you nothing. Right, right. Awesome. Um, which, I mean, in, in full transparency, when we close on a loan, we're going to recoup that $31. But again, um, not from the consumer. Well, not from the consumer on the front end. And I had somebody kind of bring this up to me recently. I probably pull 100 credit reports a month. So I'm spending $3,000, some pre-approvals, some stuff that, you know, nothing comes of it. And the people who close on their loans actually pay that $31 at the end. And somebody, you know, was ah, gotcha. not, not upset, but asking me that. And I go, Fair yes, enough. you know, that $31 credit report that was run on your behalf and, you know, you paid it back. So um, okay. I don't want to mislead anybody then have somebody come after me. If, uh, if it's an issue, I'll probably write you a check and send you $31. If yeah. So what I hear you just saying is you eat the cost up front, regardless of whether you think the loan will get done. It's a pre-approval, whether you'll take the business or not. But if the loan gets approved, uh, you do get reimbursed for that. So if you do a hundred, you may close 63. So you get reimbursed 63, you eat 37. Yeah. And really, I think the number's probably closer to 30% that make it to the finish line, okay. or at least it's it's well down the road because I encourage people, let's yeah. get you pre-approved. Let's work up the numbers. You know, some may choose to not buy at all. Some may yeah. choose to go elsewhere. Um, and so, you know, every month when um, Advantage Credit sends me that bill, I go, holy moly. Oh my God. bucks. I must've run 110 credit reports. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. So, okay. So that's what a mortgage broker is. That's what, that's how they get paid. Why don't we sort of, you know, so let's just pretend it's me, right? One of my banks is Wells Fargo, right? Let's mm -hmm. pretend like I own nothing, whether or not I'm going to get my, my house or uh, one of my first investments. Um, I could easily walk into Wells Fargo and get a mortgage, right? Right, right. And and this is, go ahead, go ahead with your question. Yeah. And and the other option is I can come to you. And, and really, what, what are the differences? Obviously, again, I'm just saying from my perspective, you bring the ability to go and look at more, more options, other lenders. Wells Fargo is only, only going to use their product. Is, at least that's what I think. When right. And that's one of the major differences. And people can relate to that because in the insurance world and other places, they kind of understand a broker is somebody who brokers to multiple companies. So when I've got somebody with an 800 credit score and 30% down, their loan might fit better with one company. And then somebody who's putting three and a half percent down 636 credit score, and it's going to be an FHA loan. Another company is going to be better priced on that scenario frankly, they're going to want that business. Mm -hmm. And some companies just shy away from it and say, no, thanks. Wells Fargo is probably an example where they say 636 credit score, FHA, we're, we're not going to. We're out. That. And so, yeah. um, you know, that was one thing in, in direct lending and in, for the big banks, you know, they're not going to be as aggressive as companies that exist solely to write mortgages. And, we're nowhere near where we were 12 years ago, where, um, you know, liar loans and people who have no business getting a loan or getting loans, but there's a slice of the demographic that, you know, their credit is challenged for whatever reason. They went through a foreclosure. They've gone through a divorce. They've had a bankruptcy. Um, those folks are a demographic, I think for sure, are going to have better luck 
talking to somebody who has a variety of options. And well, yeah, I mean, it's, let's be clear. One of the things, again, I've been doing this a long time as a buyer of properties. And when, when the economy gets squirrely, banks, banks retreat. JP Morgan retreated three times inside 90 days. First, it raised down payments, then it raised credit scores, and then it eliminated product, right? So if you were, you know, if you were a JP Morgan or a Chase customer, you know, or Bank of America, you were, you know, you were out of luck. Right. Um, In 2020, I've had tons of banking buddies just tell me, hey, I can't do half of the loans that come to me. I want to refer them to someone who can take good care of them. So, um, you know, they're letting me refer and stuff. And so, you know, variety of products, um, you know, strictness or overlays is the term used in mortgage where, you know, Fannie and Freddie would buy the loan, but Wells Fargo says, we're going to not just play by their rules. We're going to implement some of our own. We're going to up the credit score we need. We're going to up the down payment we need. We're going to add that we want reserves. And that's what I'm seeing now. Like you said, banks are changing the rules and it's their business. They can run it however they want. We want only A plus borrowers. We want 700 plus credit score. And with, with a broker, you're going to have a wide variety of options. Yeah. I think, I think that's the key for this statement. Again, this is very kind of late 2020, early 2021. It, it, it always changes, right? There may be a time where banks are uber aggressive again, who knows? Uh, But in today's environment, the people that in general, the people that are going to get a better deal at a bank, my opinion only, my opinion only are the ones that frankly don't need a loan right? They've got tons of cash in the bank. They're probably a private wealth client at whatever institution. And that institution is going to probably buy down the loan and give it to them at a loss. And right, you're, and right. you can't compete with that. You're, you're yeah. you just, and, I mean, I've always been super transparent. I just had a client come to me who's a, a physician and we talked about his personal residence. And then he's got a, a, a residence in San Diego. It's an investment property on his primary where he's got a jumbo loan and Wells Fargo is willing to bend over backwards to give him the best rate on the jumbo. I mean, they just a half a percent off the rate mm. is what they're giving him because he's got 1.8 million sitting in, sitting in a quote unquote high interest savings at 0.02%. That's a whole <laughs> yeah. other story. Exactly. Um, but th- then I price the investment property because he wants to refinance that too. And we are light years ahead. And I think if I'm being super transparent with people, on conforming loans, we'll, we're going to blow the banks away. On jumbo stuff, where you've got a banking relationship where they're giving you a big discount, uh, your bank might be the best spot. And I'm hoping in 2021, with some of my favorite wholesale partners going public, that some jumbo stuff is going to open up. There's already stuff in the works. They're calling it, the, the product name is Jumbo Bank Buster. Ah. Because they know, I mean, people who run big mortgage companies, understand the markets. They know what's going on. Yeah. They're offering a superior product in their opinion on all loans, except for jumbos. And so they want to bust the banks. They want to fight back yeah. um, and get some of that market share. Very, very cool. Well, any kind of closing thoughts on how you get paid? What is a mortgage broker? What's the difference? Uh, I think, I think some new investors, new homeowners needed to hear this. Yeah, I think so. And, and, and I'm transparent as you know. And, and so my, my parting advice is probably if you've got an account at a bank or you bank with Golden One or Schools Credit Union, go ahead and talk to them, see what they're offering. Also talk to a mortgage broker and then just compare and contrast. The one thing you'll find in a market like we have now, if you're purchasing, you want to be able to work with somebody 
who can close relatively quick. And the big banks, archaic processes, where the corporate office who processes, you know, in Texas takes 17 days to look at a file, huh. it's, you're going to have a hard time competing if you're going to write an offer that's going to close in 45 days. I mean, go. I know tons and tons of real estate agents and you submit an offer with a pre-approval letter from Chase Bank and you might not get laughed at to your face, but. Yeah. but. <laughs> bottom of the pile, bottom of the pile. Yeah, right, that thing is, is going to the bottom. Very, very cool. Well, this is fun, man. I appreciate it. I look forward to episode number two. Sweet.